Hey beautiful, you are listening to the Girl I Needed podcast and here we bring you the raw truth about what it's like to be a single Christian girl trying to do life God's way. My name is Dejanelle and here we get real, we get vulnerable, we speak and seek truth with the word of God as our source. I am so glad you are here. Let's get into this. Hello my sweet friends. Guys, I'm in a really good mood. And the reason I say that is because sometimes we're not always in a good mood. So I think we need to give God praise when we are in a good mood. So God, I praise you that I'm in a good mood. Secondly, oh my gosh, I think that then I had to say this. I have to say it simply because I literally just saw the word ordinary pop up in the front of me. And I was thinking about not saying it. And then as I was talking, so anyway, I just want to let you know, you that are listening, you are anything but ordinary. In case nobody told you, that today and I'm doubting anybody probably will walk me and say that but you're anything but it if you're feeling normal you're feeling basic you're like ma'am just no 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 no. you're above that you're above that um but anyway I just want to start off with a quick word of prayer and then we'll hop into this but definitely father I just want to thank you for the girl that's listening I just want to thank you for using me to invest in her life and thank you for allowing her to listen and be blessed by this message. I hope that she is blessed by this message and I hope that I am too as well. Father God, thank you. Please use me as your instrument to get the message across. Please help me to say only things that you want me to say and please help what you want or who you want to this to this message to resonate with. Help them to just hear it and not, not let it fall on deaf ears, but to hear it, receive it and let it bring joy to their hearts. Father God, this is all about less of Deschanel and more of you. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. Have your way on this podcast today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Okay, guys, you've seen the title. It's called Evidence of His Faithfulness. First of all, I just want to say like, it's like, the reason I think I want to record this right now too is because one of my friends, she just texted me and she was like, yo, Deshna, I got a job. And me and I were talking about jobs for a bit, for a hot second. Like she was looking for a job and she hasn't called me to tell me the full, her full testimony yet. But it's just like, and she was like, Deshna, it's even a miracle. Like I got this job and I'm like, girl, I cannot wait. We're going to wait. Call me. But that just goes to show you. I was just like, man, that reminded me. I was like, yeah, let me grab my, let me grab my notes that I recorded. Cause I think I took these notes down like two weeks ago, a week ago, to record this, and I haven't yet. So I was like, let me grab these notes, and let me make this podcast to remind myself, to remind the girl that's listening, that he is faithful. He's a faithful God. Now, this comes from, now, the scripture I have listed here is Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, and it says, he is the rock. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. So I'm going to stop there before I even get into my main passage. But he is the rock and his work, his works are perfect. So I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what situation is probably not working out in your favor. If it is working out in your favor, who knows what's going on. But what I do know is that the way it's working out, if you're walking in obedience and walking to, according to his will, it is perfect. And it's going according to plan. So just stay the course. Guys, I'm learning so much about myself. It's actually kind of getting scary. Um, but you know what? That's neither here nor there. I don't know why I decided to share that with y'all. But most of y'all who listen to this are single. I want you to get to know yourself and not just get to know yourself by just sitting and being alone. Get to know yourself by reading certain books, by listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube videos, like things that would teach you why you do things. 
and how you do them because there's nothing more valuable or I think nothing more feeling more seen as to when you realize you're not alone or when you realize like, yo, I do that, but it's not because I'm crazy. It's because this, this, and this, and then you can identify it and fix it. This single season, we are off course right now, but this single season is so much more than just you waiting just you waiting for somebody in hopes that oh, some guy comes and asks me on a date. Ew, ew, ew. Yes, we want to get married. Yes, we want to be asked on a date. But this single, surf, surf, single, this single season is for a purpose. So please utilize it well. Build habits. Go for walks. Work out. Eat right. Learn to cook. Learn to invest. There's so many things you can utilize this season for. Where it just doesn't have to be you waiting until, oh, this magical Prince Charming comes and save me. No. Okay? We're off topic, but Ruth, do you think she was sitting down waiting for Boaz to save you and her? No, she was where? In the fields working. So please, guys, please hear me. It's the beginning of 2024. It is January 16th. It is a beautiful day to just go out there and be alive and live. You're single for a reason. Utilize this season. Ooh, that's a bar. That is a hot, that's a hot skip. Anyway, let's get into the, re- let's get into this actual message today because I think y'all are going to enjoy it. Anyway, I'm actually going to read the scripture verse, the scripture. Um, so bear with me. But this is Genesis 21, 8 through 21. And the child grew and he was weaned and Abraham made a great feast on that day and Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham laughing. So she said to Abraham, cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not be the heir, shall not be heir with my son Isaac. And that, and that, and the thing was very displeasing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, do not Do not displease because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you. For though Isaac shall shall be your offspring. What? Sorry, guys. For Isaac shall be your offspring. Be for though Isaac shall your offspring be named and I will make you a nation of the son of the slave woman also because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and, and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water of the skin was gone, she put the child under the bushes, then then she went and sat down opposite him in a good way off about the distance of the bow shot. And she said, let me not look onto the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy and the angel of the God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is up. Lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow. He lived in the wilderness of Paran. His mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. The word of the Lord has already been blessed. Y'all, there's so much in that that we can unpack that I didn't even write notes on. But I'm sorry that I stuttered along the way. I'm reading this off a laptop and sometimes it's hard, okay? 
I'm not perfect. I never claim to be. Let's get into this. So what I got from this and the reason I want to say, and I don't think this will be a long podcast, but we know I like to talk. So let's see where it takes us. But I was just like, wow. Wow. Simply, God didn't disqualify no one, disqualify Hagar. He didn't look at her and be like, oh, she's a slave. Like, oh, Abraham, like, man, no, I, this, only you and Sarah, only you and the princess, like, the other woman, I'm sorry, but that son, we cut off. Nope. He, she was a slave, but the, the her earthly title did not disqualify her, um, for what was, uh, disqualify her son, or disqualify her from being in the lineage of this great nation as well. So I don't know what your title is, what the world look at you as, what you identify, whatever have you. It doesn't disqualify you for the plan God has for you. If he if he placed a promise on your life, if he told you what it is, if he if he's got like if you know what it is, don't matter what your season looks like, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter who counts you out, who laughs, who believes they're over you, who pushes you away, who tells you you're not good enough, who says you're just a slave, get out of my camp. Basically, that's what kind of happens. I wasn't there, but that's what I get from the story. Um, it's like that doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, you will be blessed. At the end of the day, your life story, your expected end will come to pass. So just be encouraged by that to know that nobody on this earth can mess it up as long as you are obedient. Okay? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Yes, that is true. That is going on in the spiritual realm for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. But our God is bigger than these things. No beast, no no demon, nothing down here can distract you from your purpose if you're running that course and seeking God's face and moving towards him because he will fulfill his promise because he is a faithful God. Point number two, um, God promised that Ishmael would be would raise up a great nation of his own. I thought that was just powerful and I talked about that in like point number one, but I just was like, you know what? It's amazing because we all know that this story came about like Sarah was just impatient. She gone set, she gone manipulate the situation. And we talked about Sarah manipulating the situation multiple times on this podcast, but she gone manipulate the situation. So it was a broken, it was a broken um situation from the jump. But at the end of the day, God still looked at Ishmael and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to still bless him. I'm going to still make him, um, turn him into a great nation. I'm going to make him talented. I'm going to, you know, um, lead him where I want him to go. So I want you to be encouraged by that as well as in turn as in terms of like, sometimes we look at the, what's going on in right in front of us. And it may seem like the worst situation, the most broken situation ever, but if you place that broken situation, um, and right now I want you to think of like a heart, like think of a heart that's broken and you put it in the father's hands, he can do so much more than you. I think sometimes we, our, our heart is broken and we try to mend it ourselves, but you might just mend it, but he's going to mend it. He's going to make it bigger. He's going to give you the capacity to love more. He's going to have flowers coming out of it just let's think about this with me envision this with me flowers coming out of it it has a fragrant smell it's full of joy it's empowering it's 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 just all of these wonderful things you can have a heart to be so if if you are in your lowest of lows if you're going through a season if you came from a season that that was broken um if you're in a season that's broken one day you might be in a season that kind of want to breaks you use that and say god i want to put this in your hands I'm trusting you with this because I know you can do much more um, with it than I can. Ishmael, like I said, that was a broken situation. And God, what? Turned him into what? 
another um a, a, a great generation for himself so it's like yes hagar could have been disobedient and ran back to the camp and, and been at war with sarah for time and time again but guess what ishmael would have first of all been he would have had to have been um who, well we don't know but like he would have been they would have been at war for what for what if someone pushes you away if it's a broken situation let it thrust you into your greatness of your own okay i'm sure when we get to heaven we got asked ishmael when we say hey were you happy and I hope he says yes, but I think he had a nice wife. He had a big family. He was saved, all these different things. So be encouraged by that and let situations that, that break you and push you away, let it teach you something. Let it teach you something about yourself. Let it make you better. But most importantly, let every situation, good or bad, let you, I hope you place it in the father's hand and keep praying about it. Even when things are good, keep praying about it. Keep talking to him about it. Keep unsettling him about it because it's going to get better when it's in his care because nobody knows how to take care of something better than God. He created all of this. Everything you see, everything you touch, everything you don't see, gravity, everything, everything you don't, you see, you don't see all of it. The space, the stars, Pluto, that's a star, that's sometimes a planet, all of it. He created it. So he knows how to take care of it. When somebody, you wouldn't say that guy over there created the car, but I think Jim down the road who has never done anything with cars knows better on how to take care of it. Or just because Jim down the road have a car, he knows better how to take care of the car than, you, than the manufacturer. No, you're going to say the manufacturer created this. So I'm going to talk directly to the manufacturer. And that's how we need to look at life. Anything you have a question about? ask God about it. I think I told y'all this one time, like I'd be asking God the most random things. I'm just like, God, I want to know about that. Can you tell me? And sometimes you don't answer me right away because sometimes I think I, he, he's going to line it out for me to go and figure it out in a way or show me the path to figure it out. But sometimes he literally just drops the answer and I'm like, oh my gosh, God, I ask you about that. So talk to him about these things because he is God. And if it's in his will, he'll give you the answer. But if you don't ask how you could get it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the thing is, I was reading this just now and I saw where it said, um, he, he gave him, okay, guys, I remember the point that I wanted to touch on that I didn't write down when I was reading this, I got this, but what I loved was that God used the environment that he was outcasted to, to make him great. I don't know if y'all caught that because I didn't catch it the first time I read it. I, I've read the story so many times and this is the first time I've gotten anything from it. But it's like, whereas Sarah or whomever, let's just say, whereas the enemy, let's just say the enemy for right now, thought they can push you, Ishmael, whatever, into the wilderness and you would die out there. You were like, they're like, they could die out there. Whatever have you, they think they're going to be, you know, you're going to be attacked. You're going to be whatever it is they think are going to happen to you, it won't because God can literally put a random oasis of water or a random pond in the middle of the water for you to drink out of it and be saved. He can also, there's all of us, they found some people. So all of a sudden there were people around for you to now raise up, have a multitude of families, a multitude of generations, a multitude of, um, just people in your favor, a great nation of your own. You find a wife out there in the wilderness. But not only that, his skill, they, they specifically told us he became skilled with a bow. And I'm just like, if he wasn't in the wilderness, he wouldn't have had that talent. So sometimes we are pushed into seasons of 
um, uncomfortability, unfamiliarity, all of these things to make us, to stretch us so we can learn something new. We can learn to be better. He, he wasn't, if he was sitting down under the cool tent in Abraham's camp, he wouldn't have known how to use no bow. He wouldn't have found his loving wife. He wouldn't have had this nation of, on his own because he would have always lived in the shadow of his younger brother. Now, Ishmael was out there. He ain't had to live in nobody's shadow. He had a wife of his own. Um, he was now talented, had this new skill he probably wouldn't have developed. If he was. So it's like, let the things of life that are working in your favor push you into greatness of your own, but push you into greatness with a positive attitude. I want to ask you this. Do you believe God's word is true? And everyone listening is going to say, yes. So the word that says, all things are working together for my good. That has to be true. So yes, I'm heartbroken. Yes, this bad thing just happened. Yes, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Yes, this is not going my way. Yes, I wish I had more friends. Yes, I don't live in the state I wish I lived in. Yes, I'm getting rejection from this thing. Yes, I, yes, 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 yes. But you know what is also the ultimate yes? All of these things are true. But all of these things are working together for my good. They're pushing me into my wilderness season so that I can become the best bow person out there that I can meet my husband. I can meet the best friends. I can shine. I don't have to live in anyone's shadow because I'm out there on my own. So yes, it's thrusting me into the greatness that I have so I can have greatness on my there. And yes, I wouldn't have chosen this place. Like I looked around and been like, man, wouldn't have chose this wilderness. Wouldn't have chose this sand. But then you realize how beautiful the sand is, how you love how the sand um, goes through your toes. How you love how, or I don't know, let me say the wilderness. Maybe this wilderness, let's say this wilderness was palmy. But you just love the sounds of the birds that they chirp. You love how quiet it is. You love um, the scents. You love that you can walk off in any direction and there's just God's beauty all around you. You love that you have, sometimes you, you can turn around and you can just talk to God. There's no distractions in the wilderness. So whatever that is that people are pushing you to, that you're being pushed through, that it seems like I can't catch a break, let it push you into the greatness that you are destined for. But like I said, important factor here, let it push you with a positive attitude. Um, the last thing I want to say is, don't get sad because people overlook you. Don't get sad because they push you away. Don't get sad because, oh, things aren't going your way. Because you know what? Actually, I, I, I take that back. Yes, you 100% you because we have feelings for a reason. You 100% have, um, have the right to get sad. I get sad. I'm not perfect. I get sad sometimes. I think people always look at me and like, do you, know, do you get that? Yes. Okay, let's clarify that today. But let your heart not be troubled because you know you trust a God that's going to redeem, going to restore, going to work this out in your favor because that's what his word says. And sometimes I think it's hard to get caught up and know that, oh my gosh, this, like I said, this is how life looks right now. So it has to be, this is, this, this is how life works right now. So this is it. I hate it. And I hate everything. And it's like, no, calm down, calm down because it's still, life is going to go and tomorrow's a brand new day and his mercies are new every morning. So just sit in it, feel your feels, be a little salty, but in the end, 
give God praise, okay? Um, and I want to leave you with this. So be a Joseph and a David, okay? It's okay to not be chosen. It's okay to be in the fields. It's okay to be in the pit. So David wasn't chosen. All of his brothers were, they were the, his daddy was like, it could be any one of these. And then I was like, no, you got another one? He was like, you know, I do. So he wasn't even brought into the room, okay? So it's okay not to be chosen, chosen because when God is calling you to something, trust me, people can say something is not right in this. Hold on. People can say, this all you got? Yeah, they, people are tall and they're handsome and they're pretty. and they're, But this nine, you put, something is off. This all you got, buddy. Because I really traveled this long distance to find this king. And this cannot be it. This, can, this cannot be it because there's something a little off in this room. And then people can say, you know what? Yeah, we have another. Because guess what? They can't deny what God has, what God has for you. They cannot, even if they don't welcome you to the room immediately, buddy, they can see that that's where you belonged all along. But also, I take that back. Because this is getting long. But it's like, David didn't belong in that room because he wouldn't have learned the skills just like Ishmael would not have learned the skills of killing the bear and killing this lion to build up the courage to kill Goliath. So be encouraged where you are. Learn the traits you need to learn where you are. Deal with the uncomfortability of where you are. But little David, play on your harp while you're there. Play on your harp, hallelujah, hallelujah, because where you are is where you're supposed to be. And where you're going to next is going to be worth the learning and the traits of why you're here now. And this rejection is just redirection. And everything's going to work together for your good. So be in the fields like David was in the fields. Sit in the pit like Joseph was in the pit. Because guess what? The pit leads to the where? The palace. Okay? You can't get to the palace without the pits. Because the reason the people saw you in the pit... Sorry, the reason that people um, bought you and sold you and all these different things to get you to that palace was because you were where? Sitting in the pit. If you was back in your father's, if, if Joseph was back in his father's tent with his leg crossed, he would have never made it to the palace. And guess what? His whole family and generations to come probably would have passed away because they wouldn't have gotten the food that they needed. So it's like, and also like the Israelites was able to now be... Um, be moves closer to Egypt. All of these different things that happened, but they had to happen because why he was first where in the pit, and even he realized that in hindsight. So, yes, in life it's easy to realize things in hindsight, but be encouraged while you're there to make it a little easier. That you know what this at the end of the day this is for my good. This is for my good. This is for my good. Like literally say it until you sound crazy. So, please keep in mind that you won't be there forever. Okay. David wasn't in the fields forever. Ishmael wasn't sitting in the wilderness without any water forever. Um, Joseph wasn't sitting in the pit forever. This, this too shall pass, okay? It won't last forever. But prepare in the field and have faith in the pit. And just know that God is, he is working constantly. And this is all going to work together for your good. But nothing lasts forever the bad doesn't last forever and all of this will be worth it in the end so stay encouraged stay blessed i love you have the best week see you when i see you bye